Before we get started, do you know which basketball shot Michael Jordan practiced the most? It's the simple chess pass, because he knew that the fundamentals are key to a strong overall game. If you want a strong career in corporate treasury, you need to download our free ebook explaining the fundamentals of corporate treasury. It's already been downloaded by almost 20% of you guys, so the rest of you just really need to catch up because they loved it. Head over to corporatetreasury101.com to get your free copy now. Welcome to the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast. Cash is king, but not when it's in the form of banknotes. Then it's just a hassle for corporate treasures to manage as it's essentially not liquid. You need to digitize it to invest. Today, Guillaume will take us through the implications of having to manage a lot of banknotes for a treasurer, which is a lot more than you might have thought. If you're enjoying the Corporate Treasury 101 podcast, please share this episode with your friend or anyone else who you think might want to know what Corporate Treasury is all about. It's how podcasts grow and I'm sure they would appreciate it. And with that, on with the episode. very clear so uh, as a corporate treasurer mm-hmm. you would be responsible for setting up the system for which your physical bank notes are transported from your cash registers to your retail bank Spot right on. so yep. as after a certain scale you need a system in place for that and a corporate treasurer would be part of that process to see how often do we need to manage our cash our bank notes Exactly. Um, yep. in, in our branches and how often we need to get them collected or not, et cetera, et cetera, and put that system in place. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. And actually, so it's, it's interesting because I co- as a corporate treasurer, you one of the aspects is cash management, right? And when you have excess of cash, you want to be able to invest that money. How do you invest a banknote? You have to put it into a bank account and then have it dig- digitally to be able to do bank transfers. Unless exactly. you're willing to go, unless someone that you wanted to invest with is willing to take your banknotes. That's very unlikely. But exactly, that's spot on. So you need indeed to integrate that properly in the overall... Some industries work on cash, like drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we touch upon something very sensitive here. Some industries, do we call that an industry though? It's it's an industry. Yeah, a shady one. But yeah, it's it's not a legal industry, it's an industry. And do they invest with money or do (laughs) they just... (laughs) On tangible assets... I don't know any treasurers in the... In so exactly. Places. I don't know if they hire such, uh, such people. Well, let's say that drugs industry taken apart, it's rather complicated to invest a banknote. So you would indeed need to digitalize it in a way, meaning bring it to the bank branch and have the bank adding the amount so to your bank. That brings some complexity as a treasurer, right? Like you, again, it's a, it's a liquidity problem, but in the opposite way almost. So exactly. this way, if your money is in banknotes, mm-hmm. it's... It's not liquid because you actually can't use it. Exactly. That's a bit of a upside down way of looking at it. I'd assume yeah. if I had banknotes in hands, I'm very liquid. Yeah. But to a treasurer, you're not because it's not digitally available to invest. Exactly. So, wow. Again, that's super interesting. You're a small business, let's say. You want banknotes because that's the most liquid instrument you could have because you just care about the physical payments you do to your suppliers you probably go to your wholesaler in person or they come to you deliver the project and so on it's super liquid as a small business but again since we are talking about corporate treasury we talk about big corporations right and cash very quickly becomes yeah cumbersome let's say in your process um and another point you mentioned is bringing it to the bank branch potentially to the nearest bank branch so Remember that 
one of our four fundamentals is bank partnership management, right? Again, that's something, that's something you want to take care of and ensure that it's done properly as a corporate user when you select your bank. If you're a retail business, you want to make sure, let's say, you're established in the United Kingdoms, you have 100 shops throughout the UK, you don't want all the people to go to just one bank branch precisely in the country. You want to have a bank branch for every or almost every shop you have throughout the country. So you need a broad branch network with your banking partner to be able to collect and optimize that cash process. So you want a bank partner who is geographically distributed as evenly as you are. That's a very good way of putting it. Probably some English native speaker skills <laughs> indeed. No, so, that's exactly. Because indeed, if if I'm in the US, for example, and mm -hmm. I have branch in New York, uh, San Francisco and California, mm -hmm. I want a bank that also has a branch in each of those because I need to deal with my physical banknotes. Precisely. Right? Yeah. If my bank is only based in Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. then I have to drive trucks or get a company to drive trucks of yes. these physical banknotes from yes. San Francisco, California, New York to Austin, Texas, yes. which is a waste, uh, it's a useless uh, cost expense, right? I would believe G4S would yeah, make a charge you a, uh, sorry, a, lot a lot of money out of this. Exactly. Indeed. Okay. Um, and the last point I'd like to mention is actually reconciliation. That's something we didn't touch upon yet on this podcast. Can you define that? Yes. So a reconciliation process is the fact of matching a flow of cash with its corresponding item. Let's take uh, the legendary example of the Hussam's Cafe here, if you if you like. Let's say you have 10 cafes, right? And they are all receiving payments in physical cash, in banknotes from your customers. At the end of the week, you have those 10 cafes bringing, bringing the cash to the bank branch. But how do you know what this cash paid for exactly? Was it cappuccinos, flat whites, americanos, espressos? That's as far as my knowledge about the types of cafe goes. Yeah, cold brews, iced cappuccinos, oat milk lattes, normal milk lattes. That's a derivative. But that's well, awesome. you, you charge more for your oat milk lattes. <laughs> I want to see if you can sell more of those, right? That's true. So, or even those delicious pain au chocolat of yours. So, all of those different items, how do you know what paid for what? So, there is also a stock aspect that you want to take into this, but that's, that's another part. So, at some point, you also want to know what your clients buy and so on. And that will even be more the case for a corporate business where you have hundreds of branches, you want to know what was paid for. And if you invoice certain clients, in the case of retail, it's a bit different, but let's say you sell, I don't know, I'm saying steel pipes, for instance, and your client pay you after 60 days. You want to retrieve easily, easily what flows correspond to which invoice. You all of a sudden have plus 10,000 euros on your bank account. What is that money paying for? You need to know, right? For your financial statement and the, and the consolidation. This is what reconciliation stands for. Matching certain flow of cash with an invoice, an item, something you sold. So for this example of the Hussam's Cafe, you would need a cash register that properly matches what physical cash transactions registered can respond to, right? So when you sell the cafe and let's say the pain au chocolat, okay, there's five euros, 60, saying something, paid for this. Is that clear? Yeah, so you just need to make sure you keep track of 
it's not just numbers going up and down, but what was actually behind those numbers and making sure that matches. Exactly. But it's the matching part, right? That's the important part I get. Yes. Uh, the reconciliation is really matching where everything came from and tying everything together. Exactly. So it's not just things happening on one side and things happening on the other side, but also matching those two sides together. Right? Precisely. Makes so, a lot of sense. Awesome. And so last but not least, as a corporate, you want to make sure your retail shops, for instance, have the capacity to easily get cash and change from their bank branch. What I mean by that. So you will very rarely receive the exact amount of the item you sell when receiving cash. For instance, you sell a €2.60 coffee. Inflation is hitting hard lately. Um, but you will rarely be paid exactly €2.60, right? You will more likely receive a banknote of €5 Euros or coins of two and another coins of one. And even if your customer love your cafes and pain chocolat, they will want their change back. It's very likely. Unless they tip uh, your waiters and waitress very high. So your banking partner needs to be able to provide you with coins and petty cash. Going back to our conversation about uh, earlier about distribution and freshly issued banknotes, this is also what they stand for. And that works for coins as well. The process is similar for that. But you need access to a nearby bank branch for that. Okay, so you need to also not only deposit cash into your bank accounts, but also get coins and notes and stuff out of your bank to be able to give change. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And then you also need to reconcile how much change you put into your cash register versus how much other else came on top of it and then take out the difference so that you don't think you made a lot of money or you didn't, for example. Exactly. I mean, I will have no doubt that your cafes will be super profitable. But only some branches, apparently, from last time we talked about cash pooling. That's true, but that was some month ago. I guess they are doing better since. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, very clear. So, but this was really focused on, like, retail, right? Yes. So, like, if I have customers, like, individuals, B2C, as it would call, business to consumer, mm -hmm. um, that in those situations, what if I'm B2B, right? So, I'm a business that sells goods or service to other businesses. So, mm -hmm. instead of a cafe, I'm the steel pipes company, right? You no. can sell typically steel pipes to individuals. You sell them to other big companies. I would say so, yes. So, indeed. They, they don't use cash, I guess. So they could, but it's very not recommended and most of the time they wouldn't. I mean, it's never impossible, right? So we did focus on retail because that's the perfect example for cash. With B2B, so business to business, um, it mostly depends on the area of the world you are looking at. Because certain countries, that's, let's say how to present that, lag behind technology-wise, technology and infrastructure-wise, tend to indeed still use physical cash a lot, even in B2B. So that's possible. Uh, but it is slowly disappearing. Uh, there is supposedly less and less demand for paper cash uh, because of all the obvious drawbacks uh, of such payment methods. Like what? So, so Detail them. To begin with, it's physical. Um, you need to transport those pieces of paper physically and everywhere you go, right? Um, now, but we will see this in a future episode, but you can make a payment by pushing a button on your phone now. Why would you bother with physical cash? Um, and on your banking website, you can also just push, send the payments and it's done as a corporate or from your payment hub. This is something we're going to come up with in a future episode. Also, it's physical, which means it's rather unsafe. Um, at least compared to all the other means of payments, I mean. In case of banknotes, the cash most likely belongs to the bearer, as we just talked about, which wouldn't be the case of a cheque, for instance, already. It's still physical, but 
that's a paper-based instrument. But so in the case of an employee bringing the cash himself or herself to the bank branch, how certain can one be that this employee won't get mugged or won't just take part of the cash, for instance? And it's also harder to have a proper automated reconciliation process in place, as we just talked about. Um, last but not least, you need a bank branch nearby your business, which isn't the case with an electronic payment or a payment by card, for instance. It brings all the drawbacks, but we're going to come to this in a future episode. That's a lot of mention to future episodes. Those are quite some drawbacks. Okay, but there must think? be some advantages, right? So what are the advantages of using physical banknotes? Yeah, obviously there are some, I agree. Um, so first of all, except for the potential third-party service provider that transports the money safely on your behalf and the banking service fee for processing all this, there are little to no fees when it comes to physical cash, which is great. For instance, you do not have a fee per transaction, which is the case for the other instruments we are going to talk about in this series. Also, it allows you to do business with little to no access to internet, for instance, or any technology of any form which is why it's still widely used in certain countries. Um, but that, that's mostly it, actually. The only other aspect that I see is uh, the fact that culturally, in certain countries, using physical cash is still quite common. So people just like to transact with physical cash. Uh, it's just the way it is. And a company willing to do business in such environments must be able to accept physical cash as payments. Can I give you another one? Yeah, sure. Uh, counterparty risk. So, if ah, my interesting. between me and a consumer, or mm-hmm. a consumer and a business, the only counterparty involved in a cash transaction is the government, because they issue the cash. Yeah. So, for me to trust, <clears throat> for me as a business to take the cash and trust that it still holds value, mm-hmm. and trusting the government will still hold it as value, because I can always go back to the banks and give the cash back and exchange it for value. True. Whereas if I'm only online, yeah. I'm completely dependent on the party that's using my, that has the digits on my screen, right? That's true. And that would be the bank or your payment. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of intermediary payment providers nowadays mm-hmm. or PayPal, for example, yeah. you know, some, stuff like this. So that's I guess true. the counterparty risk is much safer with cash. Yes. That's true, but at some point, so completely spot on, I agree. Um, but if I may challenge that, at some point, you also need to trust in the system because your bank are also worth something course. only because somebody Just will trust. accept it as a payment yeah. at some point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's true. You can not trust certain payment providers or people that will hold part of your cash in order yeah. to execute payments. That's totally For true. For example, during a yeah. recession, the famous thing that happens is a bank run, right? Where everyone goes to get their cash. Very true. But if you put all your cash in a bank mm-hmm. and you can't get it because of fractional reserve banking and stuff, yeah. then uh, then you can't get it. And then you fell, fell uh, culprit to counterparty risk. That's very true. But if such things happen, yeah, there is a, a lot of worst things, things to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's true. No, no, that's, that's spot on. Yeah. Okay. Well, very clear. Well, clearly, the fact that I was able to suggest that Guillaume means that you explained it very clearly. <laughs> so oh, I feel like on, I yeah. understand this very well. Awesome. And I think I understand how cash moves around the economy now. That's super cool. Thank awesome. you very much. Pleasure. And let's talk very soon about the next payments mean. Which is? I'm tempted to talk about checks payments. Checks. Checks. Okay. Thank cool. You. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Usab. Thank you.